Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and the countdown is still on for Katie's season of The Bachelorette. We are one week away, but this week I had the pleasure of catching up with newlyweds Raven Gates and Adam Gottschalk. Think that's how you say his last name? Um, of course, you remember Raven and Adam from season four of Bachelor in Paradise. I believe they are the only couple standing from that season. And four years later, they tied the knot and we got all the I do details about their wedding in Texas. They seem super in love and it was super great to catch up with them. We talked a little bit about their time in Paradise, a lot about their wedding, their plans for kids, and got into uh, what we could maybe expect for Katie's season a little bit. Uh, Raven had some, had some fun takes on that. So without further ado, here is my chat with Adam and Raven. So first of all, congratulations. Tell me how it feels to be married almost two months, right? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, we're almost two months. It's kind of surreal. And I tell everyone all the time, it feels like we've been married already for a long time, but it's, uh, it's not much more special that it's finally over and done with in the best way possible. Of course. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I mean, does paradise four years ago, does that feel like yesterday or does it feel like four years ago? It feels for me <laughs> a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, same. I can't believe it. Four years ago. I mean, so much has even changed since then, just like by everything to do with your lives, family, the like every like the whole franchise and there's more success stories coming out of it when before it was kind of like, you know, people were like skeptical about what their potential outcome could be. And now it's like so exciting to see so many awesome couples come out of it now, you know? Yeah, that's very true. I think we've got like six successful paradise couples or something like that, but most of them are from the later years, which you would think would be maybe not the case because of the, in- the Instagram of it all, but. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, you guys obviously didn't get engaged in paradise as we saw. Do you think that made a difference for you at all? I mean, obviously, you know, you end up married, I'm sure either way, but is that something you would advise against? Um, I think it made a difference for us because there was no pressure for us to stay together. I think a lot of people honestly kind of in the bachelor nation kind of forgot about us in a way like we weren't highlighted as like 
the it couple, which was really good for us because there was no pressure. It wasn't everyone checking in to see if we were still engaged or like wedding planning or anything like that. And so especially since on our season, we had the shutdown, we had even less time together. Um, but I will say on the flip side of that, had we gotten engaged on the show, I think we would have still made it through. I, I don't know if it would have made a difference at the end of our end goal. That makes sense. Adam, do you agree? Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah, everything would have ended up, I think in the same fashion. Um, I think the, the, the pressure that's kind of off is, um, it makes a big, big difference because, you know, paradise is, you know, depending on our, the season you're on. I mean, ours was only like virtually 11 days. And, uh, even now it's, it's like less than a month. So it just kind of helps. And like it, I, I tell everyone, I say that paradise is it's, um, you know, the, uh, the franchise gives you the stage for you to fall in love in. And then it's up to you to continue that once the lights and cameras are off. And so I think it gives you a better opportunity to do so. And I mean, here we are. So I think everything turned out perfect the way it worked out for us. And um, I th I'm happy with the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> you guys replanned your wedding several times. Um, what was the hardest part about being a COVID couple? Wow. Um, the hardest? Yikes. Um, Man, I'm going to, it's a cross between two things. I'd say one is the wedding size and the mm. other was of uh, the wedding date because different parts yeah. of the country were opening up differently than others. And so we were trying to be very cognizant of our California guests who, you know, the things were a little more locked down and like, we wanted to be cognizant of, um, everyone that was, um, just, Traveling. there in that part of the country yeah and traveling and then we also had people from you know arkansas but i think at the end of the day um when we finally like it's really um sarah it really just comes down to like bouncing ideas and thoughts off each other because we'd always say well what are your thoughts on this or you know like what do you think about scaling down our guest count to under 50 and then we're like well okay well how would you go about that and then we kind of just go about it and I think um, the hardest thing was really just those two items. I don't know about you, Raven, but for me, those were yeah. the hardest. I agree. It was just the uncertainty of like everything I think was the hardest. Just re just the date. We didn't know, we didn't even know where to aim for another date. So that was really hard because if we didn't have a date, we didn't have anything, you know? Was there anything that ended up that you're happy because you might have not thought of doing because you had so much more time to plan or that like worked out because you did have smaller than maybe you planned that ended up being like the bright side of it all that you would not have done if you got married two years ago or whenever you were supposed to a year ago? Oh gosh, I feel like everything. I've, I think we've had, we had so many couples um, that, that didn't go through being a COVID bride, but um went through having a smaller wedding or eloping and they told us, you know, don't worry about the big guest count. This it's the smaller, the better. And then we would have people say, you know, we had 40 people in our wedding and we could have cut even more. So like people gave us that encouragement to it's okay to have a smaller guest count. And I, I mean, we had such a beautiful time and 
it was so perfect that I think had it have been bigger, like we originally planned, um, we probably would have been more caught up in the details and not necessarily in the moment. So, and then with everything cutting the guest count, we saved so much more money and we spent more time with more people. And I mean, it was just, there were a lot of pluses. I think it was just meant to be this way. Was it always a plan to have three dresses, which were all beautiful, by the way? Uh-huh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I, I'm friends with Sydney Waters, who owns, her family owns Waters Brattle. Um, and so I tried on one dress for a ceremony, for a traditional uh, ceremony, and I loved it. And then she was like, draw on one more, draw on one more. And then we ended up like loving three dresses and, and she gifted them to me, which was amazing and each dress was perfect and so um yeah I really debated wearing all three because we it wasn't going to be like this huge lavish 400 person wedding (laughs) anymore but I thought they're such beautiful dresses and she was so sweet to gift them to me that I had to wear them you know what when else would I be able to pull off three dresses in one night (laughs) Very true. It's still your day, even if there's less people there. Um, Adam, did you know Raven was going to wear three dresses, and did you have a favorite? (laughs) Uh, Who knew because they're sitting in the closet for like a year. (laughs) I I was about to say, I didn't know there was three. I want to say till I don't know, a few months later. I just thought you were going to rock. I think there was two, and then when you said, oh, there's a third one now, I was like, oh, man, okay, well, how are you going to, like, change in between – so, yeah, I think I didn't know till a couple months into it, but um, what was your second part of your question? Sorry. Did you have a favorite? I mean, I don't know if you want to oh, choose, but. favorite? <laughs> Man, that is so hard. Um, well, her, the ceremony dress was by far, I mean, that one was dropped at gorgeous, but one I really liked that I didn't think, um, if you just showed it to me on like a, um, uh, hanger. Like on a hanger, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think it's her style and it would look, it wouldn't look how I thought it would, but the, her second one, which was, I guess that was our rehearse, no home wait ceremony and the rehearsal, reception. right? Reception. The reception. <laughs> the reception one was unbelievable. Some of our best videos and pictures were from that. It had like this, I don't know what you call the style raven, but it was, that one was by far the coolest. The one I, I wish got more, uh, FaceTime was the getaway one, but that one was still so cool for the small amount of time you wore it too. Yeah. A getaway gown. That is goals. <laughs> are you, are you married, Sarah? I'm not, but I take notes from that video. You got your, your wedding <laughs> video was gorgeous. And you were like, I almost look like a castle. Oh my God. Yes. It was unbelievable. I mean, everyone, everyone like was so, so supportive of us. Um, I honestly, none of this would have been possible without our wonderful wedding planner, Whitney Bailey. Um, she is a freaking mastermind when it comes to wedding planning. And then not only that, but when all this COVID stuff happened, she knew her, we were like, I think the fourth or fifth wedding that she had post, you know, COVID. And so she started to take the things that were working really well with these, they call micro weddings, which is under 50 people. And she really started to like make us feel comfortable about the decisions and everything we're making. So um, kudos to a wedding planner and would highly suggest anyone who's planning a wedding getting a planner and they come in all different, uh, uh, like oh, rates. It's not, yeah, it's not just someone who's like, 
oh, they'll do all the work for you. Now, if you're a bride who just, you like doing all the work yourself and you want someone to kind of do coordinating, they have that. So it's okay to like ask and have a custom plan that works for you, but would highly recommend that for anyone. Cause I mean, this is, this is their job, right? They do it day in and day Especially out. Especially during a pandemic where nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's true. Um, you guys wrote your own vows. Was that always yeah. the plan? Was that something that was super important to you? Um, it was cool to get to see a glimpse of that in the video too. I mean, they seemed very beautiful. Yes, that was always a plan. That was one thing Adam has like always said, we had to write our own vows. We also said traditional vows as well, but um, we incorporated our own, of course, too. So that was really special. It made the ceremony so much more spiritual and made us feel way more connected. And, you know, repeating uh, traditional vows are, are beautiful too, but to hear what Adam had to say and what um, I wanted to share with him just like elevated the atmosphere to another level. I'm sure. Was it hard to sit down and write your own vows? Do you feel pressure to like, okay, I got to I got to make someone cry. I either want to make <laughs> Adam, you have to make Raven cry. Raven, you have to make Adam cry. You want to make the crowd cry. I feel like I'd feel I mean, maybe as a writer, but in general, it's a little pressure, but I think that's a lovely sentiment too. Yeah. Adam, Adam worked on his for a long time. And then I wrote mine like two days before <laughs> and I work well under pressure, but we both decided that when we were finished, we were going to send them to my mom and she was going to read them and compare. So if maybe one, um, one was a little deeper than the other, then she could say, Hey, Adam, maybe talk about what made you fall in love with her or, you know, give him some, tidbits and then give me some tidbits of what we need to change so that we are kind of on the same page um with impressing each other you know that's genius yes yes highly recommend that too i never even thought about getting bringing in a third party just to make sure you know just yes <laughs> and she promised, up. <laughs> right she promised us not she would not share the others so i had no idea what he was saying and he had no idea what i was saying so I love that. Um, you guys also had um, interfaith wedding. Um, you're Raven, you're Christian. Adam, you're Jewish, from my understanding. Was that something that was super important to you guys too? And was that like a debate or just something like, we're going to do it, no big deal. This is, this is not what's going to work for us. Oh, do you remember how that, that came about, Adam? Oh, man, it was a great – you know what, actually, sir, and I'm thinking about it, our first venue – the first venue we were going to do everything was just at the temple – and then that kind of like started the precedence, I think for like the, just like keeping it, um, keeping the main, like the, the main ceremony, just being Jewish and having some Christian components built into it. Um, I wouldn't say anything was more important than any other part, but because that was kind of like the, the, the foundation of everything. And because the temple, like they're still closed right now, all the way through COVID, they're still doing, um, virtual services. So that was kind of, I think more or less the foundation. And then as the venue started to change, we're like, well, let's keep that theme, but build around it. And so mm -hmm. I think it just, we adapted more than less and Raven, you're happy to add to it, but I think that's kind of how I remember yeah. it unwinding. And it was really important to our parents um, for us to have, and our families to have an interfaith wedding. Um, just to be respectful to both sides of our um, families. And so 
I mean, they both came together and everyone told us how beautiful it was that we were able to share our faith. And we just had such a beautiful uh, ceremony. And uh, we did uh, marriage counseling for, gosh, probably a year and a half. And uh, with our rabbi, who was very considerate of me being a Christian. And so we were able to talk about things, work through things. And then he also asked us what was important to both of us in our wedding. So um, we were just, it was so easy for us to make that decision. I think, I don't, I don't think there was any debate at all. I think we just decided this was what we were going to do. I feel like that's such a thing couples probably go through and it's such a nice way to look at it. Just to be like, all right, let's just talk it out. Let's make it work. Let's do both. Like, I think that that is a lovely sentiment that maybe a lot of other people could take from. Yeah. yeah and seriously. I think now Adam makes a good point because at this, you know, now we've talked to so many, even parents about maybe their children getting married outside of their faith. And, and they come to us and ask us, you know, how do you guys make it work? And, Really, it just, it's, it, we live in a different time where things are more acceptable. It's easier to find common ground with people that you think are so different than you. So it's not as hard as what some may think it is. It's just finding that commonality and then knowing at the end of the day, we have the same morals and the same common ground with everything. Love it. Sharp left turn. Um, did you ever debate having a wedding on TV or in paradise or any of that, that I'm sure people, you know, asked you leading up to it? No. I don't know how, how the rabbi or their priest would feel about the paradise wedding, but you know, throwing it out there. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> okay. I was, we attended Crystal and Chris's wedding on Paradox. Oh, right. And that was after attending the wedding, that was just something we absolutely were not going to do. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Chris or Crystal. Right. I really, really love them both and wish, you know, they would have worked out, but whatever. Um, it was just not something we thought would fit what we wanted to do. <laughs> totally fair. You know, Jade, yeah. Jade Roper told me that her and Tanner never got their wedding footage. They had like a big one too. It wasn't even just paradise. It was like the, yeah, it was like a bachelor. Like, yeah. And they never got like the official footage. And I was like, I feel like that's something you, we could get for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like they, sh they should have gotten that. <laughs> Yeah, but it definitely is like a thing. I think with bachelor couples specifically, it's the, the big televised or the paradise wedding. And I'm sure maybe you think about it a little bit, but I, I totally understand what you mean by there's just a lot going on in paradise. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And, you know, it's still a show, you know, you still have, you still have to perform. And I, I don't know if we would have had such creative direction of our own had we had a bachelor in paradise wedding. And also I don't, I don't want to share my day with like other people going on dates. I don't know. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Yeah. Um, did you guys get to go on a honeymoon? We did. We went to um, Hawaii. We went to Maui for a few days and then we flew over to Honolulu. Wow. I mean, I'm sure that sucked. How was it? <laughs> it pretty much did. <laughs> Any major happy. highlights? Um, any major highlights for you, Adam? Um, 
Well, I don't want to drag this story out too long, but we had a lot of complications <laughs> with the COVID testing going in. And so um, this, this, the state, like Hawaii is beautiful. It's an unbelievable place. The weather was incredible. Um, the, the, a lot of the issue was like their COVID protocols in the state and like they're only 30% occupied and a lot of the like extracurricular activities. So like snorkeling, scuba dive, like a lot of that stuff, they didn't have it available because they can't like clean the masks effectively and like, you know, get people coming in and out and like, and being able to do those types of things. And they Um, also don't accept vaccines. So um, there's just a lot of, of, hurdles to get to the state, which I totally understand. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was hard to, hard to get there, get through there. And then once you were there, um, everything was pretty, um, restricted, which is totally understandable. We were just not expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, fair. So what was the highlight then? (laughs) Um, the highlight was probably just being just married. being, yeah, being, yeah, well, being married, you're still on that high. Like we had great nights where we had some good dinners. It was a great place to be. Um, and yeah. what was kind of nice is like, you're, you're, you're a little bit disconnected because, you know, in Texas and, or in, in the central time zone, we're five hours behind. So, you know, you're waking up to a bunch of messages or whatever that's happening that day. And then by the time like noon or two o'clock rolls around, it's like people in our time zone were like winding down. So we kind of had like this fun day where it felt like, we're just all to ourselves and having dinner, enjoying the the local life, and it was really fun though. I I, I enjoyed it, and um, and the people I, there were so kind and so yeah. excited for us to be there. Not not us in general, but just to have travel. You were big Bachelor and, in Paradise fans. Yeah, yeah, not that. <laughs> I don't think they knew anyone knew who the hell we were, but um, <laughs> but just having um having travelers in, they really appreciated it. So everywhere we went, it was such great hospitality. That's awesome. Um, Raven, last year you told me we record a podcast with Alexis. So I have to ask, yeah. by the way, how did Alexis, how much tequila did Alexis drink at this wedding? Um, but also you told me you had, you had major baby fever last year. Is the baby fever exploding now or is, how are we doing there? Yes, uh, major baby fever. We're definitely working on a family. So, you know, hopefully sooner than later, that would be great. (laughs) And have you had the conversation of this many kids or that many kids or just kind of hoping for the best and seeing what happens? Uh, I think we agreed we'd like two or three, but Adam has said, you know, we'll see how I do with two (laughs) and then go from there. Who do you think is going to be the tougher parent? Ooh, what do you think, Adam? Oh, man, this is tough. I think, oh, man, I have my own opinion. <laughs> I'm say um, it. <laughs> I could see I'm probably going to be, I feel like the tougher parent at first, and then it's going to change when we have more to you. Yeah, I think so. I think I'll be um, a little stricter, and uh, Adam will probably <sighs> – yeah, I think you're right. I think in the beginning it'll be you and then it'll change to me. Well, that works. I mean, you both get to be good cop and bad cop. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. before I let you go, how much tequila did Alexis drink at this wedding? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Alexis's blood is made of tequila. <laughs> so, it, you know, she, it, I don't think she has a max. 
<laughs> she said she works out sometimes after taking shots. So God bless her. Oh, every day. I think that she goes to the gym um, on with her tequila bottle in hand every day. <laughs> so good. Um, did you either of you watch Matt's season? Have any thoughts about Katie being the Bachelorette going in before I let you go? You know, Katie reminds me of Caitlin Bristow so much in certain ways. I see so that. I think that we may have like another season not to take away from or take away from Katie, but we may have another season of Caitlin Bristow, which was a amazing fun season. And I would love to see that. So not to compare Katie or take anything away from her, but, um, Caitlin is such a strong bachelorette and so memorable that I think Katie has the potential to be that too. I totally agree. And she has Caitlin to be her like spiritual guide as they're calling it. So pretty good. Um, well, thank you guys so much. Congratulations again. This was fun and, um, you know, congratulations. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of here for the right reasons. Don't forget to leave us five stars and come back every Tuesday and Friday for more bachelor breakdowns, interviews, and all things bachelor nation.